Uh, Bam, no. we're live. Who's pro- oh, there's Caleb right there. Right on time. I was just bitching that you weren't here and how much I miss you. Not like bitching about you. <laughs> I, I need I need you. Classic. Yeah, classic. Uh, what whose program is programming is he doing? Coach, Coach L. L from Brute Strength. Probably one of the better programmers who's lesser known in the CrossFit space is my guess. Does he have an Instagram? Oh, yeah. What is it? I think it's just at Coach L. The L is uh, E-L. I, I made this um, uh, video yesterday for my uh, parenting um, uh, Instagram account and my parenting YouTube channel, which is blowing up. And I appreciate all of you guys supporting me over there. It's pretty cool what you guys are doing. Uh, Kenneth, the lap. It's really cool. The comments you're making. Some of those videos are getting great traction. It's like called capable child consulting or something. It's on YouTube. I only make shorts. It's pretty cool. Anyway. Um, and, and while I was over there, I made a video yesterday talking about how, if you know someone that you really like in the community, who's doing something. So let's say, let's say you go to Brian's gym and you really like him. The greatest thing you can do is tell other people. Like all, if you have an instructor that's your skateboarding instructor for your kids, the greatest thing you can do is tell other parents so that they will go and support the people that you like. If you go to a jujitsu studio, a CrossFit gym, those, those communities, those gyms only exist. If you actively and aggressively tell other people about how much fun you have there, don't be ashamed, do it with no shame. Oh my God, it just came from CrossFit. I can't believe how great it is. It's the best hour of my day. I feel, feel fucking great. There's tons of beautiful guys in there. The coach is so fucking sweet. Today, a guy came who uh, trains at the gym and brought me this bag of oranges that he has from his tree. All just realistic shit. These are things that other people don't have in their lives, and you can share that with them. And it's a healthy way to make them jealous and envious because if you bring them there, they become better people. But more importantly, you support your gym. Or your or that instructor or that person who's an entrepreneur or who's a they're basically a small business owner. We have to do that for each other. And I just realized I want to tell you something about Gabe and Travis, uh, Gabe, who owns Paper Street Coffee and Travis Bellinghausen. And probably to a certain extent, this is true for for all four of us you're looking at here. If one of you sends a DM to Brian it means a fucking lot to him. I've never talked to Brian about this. And he opens it, and you'll get a fucking thoughtful response if he has one ready for you. Every bag of coffee you order from Gabe, he's fucking excited. This isn't like Black Rifle where there's like fucking like five people or 20 people in the back room just bagging shit and just like counting cash. He's excited. He puts the beans in your bag. He writes your name on it. He packages it. Same with Travis Bellinghausen. Him and his daughter are folding your shirt, putting it in a bag, and going to the post office and mailing it. You don't, you're not going to get this shit other places. It's like when you make a comment on my YouTube, even if you're like, God, you're a fucking chauvinistic asshole. I'm like, I'm like excited. <laughs> and so I, I just wanted to share that with you. Like, hey, the little efforts you guys make all around, um, it, it, none of it goes unnoticed. All of us are like. All these people are stoked. They can't even believe uh, uh, what they're There's doing. There's Jeff right on cue with a classic comment. Um, who wants his fingers on your beans? <laughs> Yay, me. Put your finger on my bean. Uh, John Young um, uh, and uh, Brian Friend um, and Caleb, I apologize. I'm going directly off script this morning right away. Uh, where, where, do we have any news on what, what happened to Gabby Magawa? Uh, where is she going? She left the programming with uh, Steve Austin. 
uh, the bionic man. And w- where did she land? I mean, this should be big news. She's uh top 10, top five competitor in the world with, uh, I mean, I mean, basically once T gets out of the way, you know, we're looking at a, a possible winner of the CrossFit games. Yeah. And, and, uh, no one's covering that shit or are they? What the hell's going on with Lauren Khalil? I went to Morning Chocolate yesterday to poach some fucking ideas uh, uh, from her show, like I always do. And uh, she used to produce every single day. Now it's like every three days. It's disgusting. <laughs> that's, I think that's plan B. I te- she's, I te- on a, she's on a squad cycle, so uh, she can beat Brian. I texted her this morning told her she's slipping. As for Gabby, and I think also the same as for Haley Adams, it seems like they've just been intentionally quiet. Oh, uh, good point, Haley. Yeah, what the fuck? And going uh, on? I'm not, I'm not really sure why. I don't know why you wouldn't necessarily want people to know what you're doing, and people can get excited about that, especially in Gabby's case with the Rogue Invitational coming up. Obviously, well, you know, every, it doesn't look like Tia is going to be there, so there's already a lot of opportunity for someone like her. And if she has been training in a new environment or with a new programmer or team or whatever she's doing, uh. I, you know, I don't know why she wouldn't want people to know that. But we don't know. You know, you just can't say. I think I talked to you about that after the last show, right? I don't know. You know what? You know where Gabby went. You just won't say. I think so. You're I very think, close I, with. I, you're I very close with Chris Christoph from. I haven't um, asked him. Frozen. I haven't asked him. Uh, he was doing a bar muscle up with Yella Hoste the other day. Those guys must weigh like 400 pounds combined, and they were on one bar. It's pretty impressive that the. Those bars are so impressive. John, I know you're not listening, but what Brian did is he just changed the subject. He, he He's trying to, like, creep out. No, I thought I knew what um, Gabby was doing, where Gabby and Christoph were going to train, and I thought that that would be announced, and then it wasn't announced, and so now I'm not so sure. Uh, it, it, what about Haley? Similar I, I see her, stuff, I see her stuff in her face. With, there. <laughs> I see her stuff in her face in New York City destroying her immune system. Yeah, I I always take such a I have a huge problem with all the games athletes promoting the sugar stuff all the time, donuts and cookies. I mean, for them, I get it a little bit because they're you know dialed in so much of the year, but they don't, I think sometimes lose sight of how big of an impact that can have on people for whom that's a decision that can lead to a a serious problem with their lifestyle. Dude, they they went. It could be the other way around because I mean they kind of. Could, they would pass for anorexic before they pass for obese. They're promoting eating for anorexic people. They debating already. Hey, hey, dude, it's a crazy eat fest they go on. Look at look at she looked like she was in a uh, me- metabolic derangement right there, didn't she? Oh, fuck. Every one of us saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have put that in me. Ooh. One of the people I train uh, this morning I, that I provide programming for messaged me a picture of crumble cookies half eaten and said, what do you think of my breakfast? And I said, if that's your breakfast, your rate is double for next month. Good. Fuck Haley Adams is cool as shit, though. Look at her. <laughs> um, you know, when I see her now, I just think of her running at the games in that what was the one where you push the, the, the weight over your head after the sprints? Oh, shuttle to overhead A and B. Yeah, man, there's some great shots of her running there, aren't there? She, she looks look, like she a world-class is, athlete. You know, sometimes you don't have to look like the best runner to be the best runner, but she looks like the best runner relative to the games field out there. It's yes. pretty. 
Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's so fun to watch her run. But she's spent a lot of time with Hinshaw, I think, in the past three, four years, you know, perfecting and dialing that in. Okay, enough nice shit. Um, uh, let's go over another Instagram account. Um, I didn't tell you guys I was going to bring this up. Uh, if you go to Bill Henniger's account, Caleb, there is something that looks like a fucking roller coaster that he's building. <laughs> it even makes the sounds of the roller coaster. You know, as they go up, there's that metal bar that's like a safety bar that clicks over each, like... It's like, yeah. clack, clack, clack. what the hell is going on now, Brian, do you have, uh, please tell me that's do, for the CrossFitters you, and not for those fat juiced up dudes at the event. Do you, do you know Brian or, or no? I don't know, but I don't see why this couldn't be used for both a strongman event and a CrossFit yeah. event. If I had to guess, cool. they put weights on that platform right there. And then you just pull the weights down. They have this in Ninja warrior. Like John, hold on one. Hold on one second. Caleb, can we hear this real quick? Listen, guys, listen to this thing. Right there, right there, you can, you can someone you can get rid of the sound now. Right there, so you can just insert screams. Ah, you know the roller coaster when they come down from the top? It does sound just like a roller coaster. And how about how the weights dump out at the end? Where do those fall? Crazy, right? <laughs> Where are those prevented from going over the edge? <laughs> but you see how it dumps, right? At the very end. Um, John, um uh here's the um here's the problem with that. How would they put would would do you, are you gonna have your legs tucked under something? Because if you're pulling it and it's heavier than you are, then you're gonna go up, right? Um yeah. I don't know if they'll have it that heavy. I mean, it's a tall contraption. You got to pull it a long way. I'm at like if uh, for CrossFitters, I would think you just jump and pull and then jump and pull. And it's just something that's going to tax your whole body doing it. They do it in the uh, Spartan races too. Uh, uh, stuff that Hunter McIntyre does. They, they have a very like small scale one for it. Um, but if they did, if you did get like if something was holding your legs down and they just used it like a weighted legless rope climb almost, that would be fun. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It'll be fun to see. Uh, Caleb, c- can you pull that up again? I want to read you guys what's posted with that. Actually, can you go back two or three posts back to the first? Brian, do you have any thoughts on what's going on here on what this thing is going to be? Well, like I said, I could see them using it as a strongman implement for weight, for example. And then you could also potentially use it as more of a, you know, you might have to pull it to the top as part of a rounds for time, you know, do this plus something else multiple times. So if, you know, if they're making something this big and you're advertising it, that would be cool if they used the same implement in a different way for the CrossFit competition as a strongman competition. Uh, yeah, good point. And and then look at this. It, it, he actually wrote on their roller coaster build. We do custom. First common Adrian pa, ba, pa, AP Bosman pumped to see it in action. Because I, I also I don't think it's that common for Rogue to advertise their new implements prior to seeing them being used in competition. Well, maybe for their own event, maybe for their own event. Did they do that with those tape, those pedestals? Well, last year they did advertise that they were going to make their own hill. We didn't know how big it was or steep it was, but they advertised that. Is that debating what you guys did (laughs) right there? Okay. Can I see the next picture, Caleb? Clarifying. 
There's there's one more still. Oh yeah, that this one. Another angle. I don't, I don't know how they would do it, but it would be really cool if they could make it somehow sticky with your feet, and it would be and it would lock, so you could do a sled push uphill, and it would get harder and harder oh, the higher what, you go. Hey, it's funny you say that. That when I first saw it, I did I thought the rope was probably just misleading, and I did think it was a sled push uphill. And that the reason why it clicks into place is to, is it's like it's that's the, the so yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So Here's the question: How cold. heavy is that, and how many of those can they realistically bring there? Oh well, then it would only be a strongman implement, right? Oh, it's just one. That's very true. Unless it was Brian, ru- like, Brian ruining nope. everyone's dreams. Unless it was something like um, I don't know, like a broad <laughs> jump where you have Could one you station like trial, and thing? everyone just comes through and does it. You know. What type of event would they do like a time trial thing though? Like, yeah, that's how they'd have to do it for CrossFit, but I don't know what you would. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm just trying to final event like, four guys left like a monstrous thing. So I can't imagine them having 10 of those. No, I can't imagine them having two. Hey, that thing's obviously designed, right? That's that's in, I'm guessing that's in Columbus and that thing's obviously designed to slide right in the back of a semi, right? <laughs> It looks like it. They're not taking that apart, are they? What do you do with that after the fact? I guess you could. Bill Henniger's a trip, it. isn't he? He's kind of like the Elon Musk What's of that fitness. thing on he's, the left of it, all that wood. I hope he's getting really weird. I hope he washes Bill like washes his hands like forty times a day and what shit. What do you think that is, Savon? On that wooden thing? Yeah, I don't know, but I want that in my backyard. I love that thing. What I those joints make me hard. You know, like those part where the wood go- don't you guys love that hardware? You got to love that, Caleb. Jeff Biacco is getting hard right now too. I just want to put that shit together. You know who that is, Brian? No. Well, maybe. It's, yeah. <laughs> I think I do. You do know who it is. I have no idea who he is, but he knows me. He wants to tongue your anus. He loves you, John. Oh, goodness. I, every show, one of the moderators is like, do we kick this guy out? No, no one knows what to do with him. Uh, keep him for comedic effect, I think. So we don't know what's happening to Gabby. We don't know what's happening to um, uh, Haley Adams. And Brian is too PC to guess, so we'll turn to John Young for this. John, where are they? Just guess where they're going for me. If you're... If you had to be like, okay, Gabby, get over the enough fucking around, get over there and training think tank, and Haley, get up there with HWPO. Enough of this nonsense. I think that would. Like, be where the would worst. you send them if you were to send them to their room? That would be the worst thing for Haley to go to HWPO, in my opinion. Just her and Mal would just it, it, the no, tension. It, no, it's like when you have no, sex with a girl, it ruins already, all the tension. Mal is already better than Haley right now. I do. I don't see a world if Haley oh. joins their training camp. Where Mal improves endurance because Haley's better than her at endurance. The thing that Haley has to work on is strength. And I just think all the crossfitty stuff, like Mal's already better than Haley now. I don't see Haley jumping the gap and beating her ever if they are in the same training camp. I just maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see that happening in the same training camp. She becomes Mal's like just like one of the tools in Mal's shed if she goes up there, is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, I, I, I hear what he's Ooh. saying, but at the same time, you know, Brooke and Tia ended up training together and, you know, I, you know, was it Brooke's intention to ever be better than Tia? And if that was the Mal's case, not you think Tia. Was, well, I'm just saying it's a, it's a, we don't have a lot of similar comparisons to draw to, but we have, we, don't, we have a, a situation there where Tia was the one to beat. Brooke was a 
you know, perennial top 10 games athlete was obviously trying to improve year after year. And she chose to go and be with Tia, maybe not to beat Tia, but to be, she thought maybe that was the best environment for her to improve. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of like Kalipa and Neil Maddox, like they were together for a while. Right. And Kalipa was better than Neil. And it just, and Neil never made that jump ever. And I, I, I would see that happening with different scenarios but i see that happening if haley were to join the hard work pays off team sure she would get better and stronger probably but i don't see her ever beating mal in that scenario could she go there for a year or two learn some things that she may not be able to learn somewhere else and then move on she's if if i were her i would go to james townsend by the way that picture from of him from the crash crucible he's huge i didn't realize he's so big I knew he's so big. He's, no, he's James Thompson, if there's one thing he's amazing at, it's making people strong. Look at freaking Tudor. Uh, Mal didn't get stronger. Uh, Look at his kids. Look at his fucking she got, kids. She moves better, like with Olympic lifting, but she didn't get stronger with, working with Matt. Let um, me ask you this. I think the distinction what you guys are talking about is this. Are, this is a loaded question. Um, are you guys suggesting that Brooke goes to proven knowing that she'll never beat Tia? And possibly, that, 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 and but that, also knowing that that might be the, her best chance to make a podium or to improve, even yeah. if it means not, if it, you know, if it doesn't mean beating Tia. Isn't that weird? I wonder if that's one of the only athletes in the world who trains like that, if that's true. And, and before we get to that, let me ask you this. And then on the other side, which you're also both of you are suggesting is that Haley wouldn't go to HWPO thinking, Hey, I'm never going to beat Mal. She's not there in her career yet where Brooke might be there in her career and accept that. Well, I mean, Tia, it's just, nobody's going to beat Tia. Tia is so far above everybody else. Like in Brooke's scenario, it's like, man, if I just get close to her in workouts, I'm beating everybody else then. Like it makes sense for Brooke. It w- I mean, it would make sense for any girl in the women's field to train with Tia. That's how this, far ahead she is to everybody. Mal is not the same case. This this comment from Clive really depends on how you define failure. I, mean, I agree. I think Clive missed the point on that one. Yeah, and I think what John is suggesting is that if you're an athlete like Haley, and there are many other athletes like this too, who have a pretty well-rounded skill set, and you're but you're not getting strong, and you want to get strong in a short period of time, this guy seems to be able to do that with young athletes. It would be it would be really cool, uh, Mike Halpin. Um, it would be really cool, Mike Halpin, He's if traveling. we could if we could find out if Tia how uh, if Haley Adams put twenty pounds on her shoulder to overhead, twenty pounds on her deadlift, twenty pounds just just make her a stronger version if she wins the games, if she beats Tia, and what that number looks like. She doesn't beat Tia, but she might get second. Yeah, get it, get it, and I bet you it's not. I bet you it's not a lot of weight. I bet you it's not a lot. I would say thirty pounds on her front squat would fix every single problem she has. Okay, how how, how about this? What do you guys think about this, H- Haley Adams? Again, it's it's a similar situation because Ben's done a lot of work with Laura. Oh oh oh, meaning Laura's is that would be just a mal. Yeah, it's another it's another athlete yeah. that she's chasing. Yeah. So do you just leave her at Mayhem? She'll stay the same fifth place at Mayhem. I think it, I think it's proven that Mayhem is not going to make her stronger. And like, if you really think about it, and this is nothing against Mayhem, they make people super fit. But who has gotten strong Parker, at Mayhem? Chase Hill. Luke Parker had a three hundred pound snatch before he went there. 
Tyler Christopher, he's strong as shit, isn't he? He was strong before he got there. And he's not. I'm talking like weren't strong and then got strong. Uh, oh, oh, and and how about this kid? What about the? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Finally, it's been a it's been a long time. The show has missed you. You've never said you've never said anything dumb. You're 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 oh. 75 and 0 for smart shit, Mr. Jamal Smith. So I was uh, listening when y'all were talking about how. Uh, yeah, I was saying T and Brooke were doing that comparison to Mel and uh, Haley. But would you think a better comparison would be how Amanda Barnhart went up with Katrin to comp train to where it was kind of like that iron sharpens iron and whoever comes out on top, you know, comes out on top in that way? It's an it's another good example, and I, I guess I had not really considered it with those two. For some reason, the the fact the thought of them training together never seemed confrontational to me. I'm not they're sure very, why. They're very different in their weaknesses. What happened there, Jamal? Did did Amanda get better going up there? Because I'm I'm making the assumption that Catherine was the better athlete. I mean, I feel like they would build off each other a little bit, even though they had the separate coaches with Ben and uh, it was a uh, Harry Polly, correct? I mean, I'm sure there was multi- there's, I'm sure there was times where they did have, um, you know, training sessions together and kind of build off each other. So, from my understanding, and Brian, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the people that are with Harry do not mix with the people that are with Ben very often. Um, they do have training camps together, but it's like two weeks at a time, and then the rest they're by themselves, and they have different coaches. It's just under the same comp train umbrella. That might be right. I'm not 100% sure. Because, like, Sam Quant, every single time I've ever heard him talk or every time I've messaged him on Instagram, he is by himself training. He is not with anybody else. Uh, Mr. Jamal Smith, thank you for the thoughtful question. Peace okay, enough. no problem. Uh, yeah, 70, thank you, Brian. Uh, uh, has anyone noticed that Barnhart Spiegel never interact with each other? Uh, is there, Yes, they have different uh, moral, um, moral, moral standards. Uh, rogue equipment. Where's Gabby going? Uh, where would you send Gabby? Let's let's fuck with Brian a little bit. Brian, where would you send Gabby? Man, that, if no one, if no one was listening, pretend like no one's listening. That's a great question. That is a great question. Um, I'll be honest. I'm like I am a little surprised that uh, that she left the the program, and I don't know enough about what it was like there. I think definitely she's still in a stage of her career where having eyes on coach, you know, someone there with her while she's training is going to be advantageous to her as opposed to remote coaching or sending in videos, stuff like that. Um, So, but if she, you know, there could be any number of reasons why she wanted to leave there and it could be personal and not have anything to do with fitness for all we know, but wherever she goes, I would, I would think that being in a place where she can do a majority of her training with her coach, having the ability to see her is probably important right now. Now, I'm sorry. I'm Laura, sorry. I didn't. Hear. I, didn't, Ben, I, didn't right? I didn't pick up on a camp there. Which camp did you say? Which coach did you say? Well, there is. I don't know that there is necessarily a camp that I would send her to, because, uh, you know, for a lot of the reasons that we've already talked about, most of these well-established camps already have one or two athletes that are contending for the top ten, and I don't necessarily think that that's what she needs. I'm going to say send her to underdogs. I guess you'd have to be willing to move to the U.S., and I don't know if that's practical, possible, or or appealing to them. Of course. Yeah, location Everyone. has a lot to lot to deal with it too. Whatever, uh, 
But I could see her training with Laura. I don't think she'd ever pass Laura the same kind of scenario. But she Laura's with is she with Ben Krypton? Or just trains with them? I don't know the details with that. I know she just She's trains. coming on the podcast tomorrow. I'll ask her. Okay. Who is? Uh Laura Horvat. Is she really? No. <laughs> Um, send Haley to Sarah Cox. I, 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 it's, it's an option. It's an option. Make it happen. Um, Caleb, can you pull up Matt Fraser's, um, Instagram account? Oh no, no. Sorry. The HWPO Instagram account. Um, and, uh, four, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six posts back. Um, it shows him and Katrin, um, leaning over a box together. And a handful of people sent me this in, I, I think I agree with their sentiment. Um, go ahead and watch this and, and let me know what you guys, I don't, I don't want to give you plant any seeds be, besides Oh, is that. this when we're talking about the snatching? Yeah. Will you hit the audio, please? Loosen your elbows and then again, from here, keeping that bar against your thighs so that when you push back on the knee, it's already close all the way up. And then is that just through the lats? So, double things, engaging the lats, um, but staying over the bar, and it's going to be a mental cue, but the biggest thing is just so that when it's here, there's not momentum coming in, a bump, and then the momentum going away. You just want all the velocity going straight up. So keeping it here and fixing that hole so that the bar staying close, because right now it's out in front, big bump, back out in front, yeah. and you're in a position where you can't use your pole the whole way through. It's just a bump and dive at this point. So, okay, pause. Um, any thoughts on that when you see that? My, I, I have strong thoughts on this. Okay, please. You, do you want to go first, Brian? No, mine are. My, my thought, what, what are people doing if they're like, man, I never heard that before? Every Olympic lifting coach says the exact same. Like, that's how. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It's not even every Olympic lifting coach. This is, sounds like a conversation I have with people in my gym the first day they ever try to snap. Right. Listen, and Brian can barely snatch 185 or trying Damn to. I'm proud of that, to. too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. When I, I'm glad I got the weight right. But, <laughs> and he could say the same thing to people. If Kat, this ain't in Katrin's, like, this is how I snatch. Like, what are you doing? Like, I will say this. I will say this. Sometimes it does happen where you spend so much time with someone and you're trying to com- communicate the same message to them over and over and over again. And uh, somebody else comes and says comes the same, in, thing, says the and same thing and you watch them immediately get it. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? But at the same time, you're happy because you're like, okay, fine, whatever. As long as you got it some somewhere. But when you're talking about someone who's won the CrossFit games twice, it's like, this is, this is a conversation that's going on at the 10th and 12th year of her career. Let, let me, let me, um, uh, when, when, let me kind of play devil's advocate here. Cause I was tripping when I saw that too, for exactly what, um, uh, both you guys are saying, this is like, you've been doing CrossFit for a month and then you, and you go into an affiliate or you go to your L one. And this is like, just bait. This is like the beginning. Um, when she went to, um, Yami, up in I in Ireland, Iceland. When she went to Yami in Iceland, I, I don't want to misquote him, but there was something in there where he was saying, like, hey, this is gonna take more than a year to fix. Basically, the problems that I see are gonna require some serious unwinding, and this is gonna take more than a year to fix. This is nothing we can the, the bad habits or whatever she's picked up in her career up to that point, we're gonna take some while a while to unwind. Is, is that is that 
Yeah. Is that what we're seeing? Just some like serious fucking unwinding. I mean, and is it, it maybe it's fair just to go back to the I mean, this is super fundamental shit he's sharing with her. It's kind of weird they're even saying it with a straight face. I can't tell the point of this video. I can't <laughs> tell if it's good for her brand or if they were trying to share like it, it almost seems staged it's so fundamental. Or or is this something that every athlete could use? I mean, should someone be harping on Rich, hey, stop bending your arms on the pool? You know, well, and I mean, Rich has been told that a lot. And of Rich course. will say, and Rich will say, I know I've been my arms. I'm all right. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's, yeah. you snatch 300 pounds, you probably don't care. Right? right. And like, there's some times where I'm like, man, there's like eight things wrong, but let's focus on like the main two things and not worry about the other six things that, that way you don't overwhelm somebody. But Katrin's been able to snatch 200 pounds, which is always really good. Her snatch is one of her better lifts. She's very good overhead. So it is possible that just nobody tried to fix her because she was already strong enough in the CrossFit field. And then maybe Matt sees we could snatch 215 if you would just get it right. You know what I'm saying? And no, and that has never happened before. It's crazy if that hasn't happened before. But um, I could see that as a. And I'm sure that there were a, have always been a lot of people doing this, but Ben Bergeron has regularly. And I'm talking about like, you know, going back years and years now, talked about that there was a, a prerequisite. Like if you wanted to make regionals as a woman or a man, that you needed to have a clean and jerk of X number and you needed to have a snatch of X number. And so, so then they, they would be basically tracking that and uh, along with other metrics. And like John saying, probably Katrin was always well with well above the threshold for a snatch for a female in the sport, uh, you know, to be able to get to the stages she wanted to get to the the counter is to that it would say okay well if they weren't working on that then what were they working on and obviously we've seen over the course of her career that she's continued to have the same deficiencies okay <laughs> um i mean i, I mean I, li I like the discussion like part of me wants to be like what the fuck and part of me is like well maybe i just don't understand that th it's actually even champions like i was just i was trying to think of a parallel in another sport like if you were shooting a basketball would you fuck with the guy's shot if, it, if it's not the classic shot or golf if he has a good swing but it's not perfect you fuck wildly with the swing. different wow it is okay yeah i don't know but i'm i'm uh you get uh you know I, right now wadproof has this uh, bionic rowing challenge going on and obviously, I want to participate in this thing and to do it. And I've done it twice. It was pathetic. I literally cannot get a stroke. Are you getting this, Sevan? No, I can't hear a thing Brian's saying. Brian, you're breaking up badly. It's bad. You turned into a transformer. It was kind of cool. Oh, and he's gone. There, that wasn't cool just to kick him off like that, Caleb, just because his fucking audio went sideways. Swear I didn't do it this time. Didn't um, <laughs> and, and finally, I went over to uh, Brian Friend's um, CrossFit, uh, CrossFit uh, Instagram account. It's a shame he's not here. And I was looking for stuff to talk about on the show this morning. Oh, here we go. And finally, uh, I went over better? to... Yeah, yeah much better. Good. Thank you. Finally, I went over to... Um, and then we'll get on script if we have time. Finally, I went over to Brian Friend's Instagram account to look for content this morning. And I pulled up his Instagram account. I was very surprised to see that he snatches 205, not 185, John. I wish, uh, maybe eventually. Uh, oh, no, can you go to the bio? Do you have your snatch and clean and jerk numbers in your bio, Brian? 
Uh, no, but no. you also don't have. Do you have a link tree or anything, Brian? What didn't you used to have something in here that said you uh, you had a link to Morning Chaka? Yes, not a link to it, but it was listed that I was a writer for the Morning Chaka. And um, are you? Wow, you have eleven and a half thousand followers now. You're just slowly just chugging away. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Annie Thor's daughter follows you. Patrick Velder, Amanda Barnhart. Don't don't go to my Instagram after this, please. <laughs> it just says, like, for followers, Instagram. it says his mom, his dad. Yeah, um, I got uh, Luka Dukic the other day, and I was like, oh, that's like the biggest name I've ever seen that followed me. He's going to unfollow you since you pronounced his name wrong. Yeah. Right now. Oh, no, he wouldn't do that. Why Why doesn't it say you work at Morning Chagab anymore? Did you run out like you could only put so many links? <laughs> I don't work at Morning Chagab anymore. Like done, done. I, I watched the video. Uh, I find that hard to believe because the last video I saw that Lauren Khalil did was with you. It was posted three days ago. Uh, I forget what the topic was. Well, how can we introduce the CrossFit to more people who, how do we get more fans in the CrossFit community? Yeah, that was a fun episode actually with Emily Beers, who rarely goes on the bottom line episodes. And I think that's the last one that I did. She was horrible. Okay. Um, I thought she was good. I thought she was horrible. Um, and that's it. You're done. That's your last. That's your last piece of work with Morning Chalk Up. I think the last article I wrote was published on Friday, and then that video, whenever it was published, yeah. Are, were you fired? No. The Brian Friend post is coming out next week. Um, do, I know that I haven't made you any um like enormous job offers where like you're doing backflips um what why why would you leave what's going on did you leave on good terms or bad terms was it you or them can you tell me that was it you or them <laughs> i have a new uh a new opportunity you work for crossfit no okay and uh should be known pretty soon um, is that why they were with, trying to you hire went with charlie doobie's team you went with charlie doobie's team It is so. So Tommy Marquez, sorry to cut you off, John. So Tommy Marquez is gone from Morning Chaka. Has been for a couple of months. Yeah, he's focusing more on some. Uh, he, you know, narrowing his focus onto some of his other endeavors. And now you have left. When you say you've left, you'll still you'll still be over there. Like you'll still do articles and, and pop on their their shows occasionally. I don't no. no. Is Morning Chaka the comp train of reporting? <laughs> Is, is, is the new place, when are you going to tell us the details? So I don't have to ask so many questions about it, but I do have one more question. I think tomorrow. You'll announce it on your Instagram? I think so. Do I know who they are? Yep. Barbell spin. That guy who, the guy who's, who's like recently pulled his head over the parapet. That's what we're doing today. I knew I nailed it. Um, does it affect your job with coming on to – does your new whatever you're doing affect your ability to come on my show? No. Oh, fuck. Who cares? You okay, next subject. Contract. It might <laughs> make me sub- more available to come on your show. Yeah. Oh, that's all. Serious? Well, Did you go to, are you going to work for Rogue? <laughs> <laughs> nice transition. All right. Rogue debating topics. He would have known what that roller coaster thing was if he was working for Rogue. Um – Okay. Uh, where are we for time? Question one. <laughs> um, let the show begin. 
is there a time is there a time ever when and this kind of ties into that last video you made with lauren uh, how do you get more fans in crossfit it was fascinating to me last year when we saw the wide shot of the rogue invitational that there weren't more people there you 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 have to know if you're in the community that if there's an event to bring your family and friends to who aren't into crossfit it's got to be a rogue event you know it's going to be the nicest fucking event cleanest venue nicest vendor best athletes night like everything's going to be fucking tip top does that event ever um compete with the crossfit games or surpass the crossfit games like does that does it you ever be like future? yeah and, and if so how close are we to that what's um, bill waiting for why doesn't bill just make it the new play nice in the sandbox oh uh, well i mean on the one hand i have absolutely no idea about any kind of uh contracts or deals that rogue might have with the crossfit games for a certain amount of time or whatever um and it might be in his best interest to have both things going on, you, you know, regardless. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Right. Basically, just because you can right be now, the biggest dragon in the room, why not have two medium sized dragons and just kick ass or one large and one medium? Yeah. I mean, right now he has the, the CrossFit Games, which is the pinnacle event where he gets to put all of his equipment on display. And he has the second biggest event where he gets to put all of his equipment plus some new stuff on display. Is he, is that the second biggest event? Yeah, I, th I think Bro, that. Yeah, by far, by but far. how about Wadapalooza or the um or the well, Dubai what you're It depends what how you're defining it. Yeah, certainly Wadapalooza is is the biggest event from a participatory perspective still, but in terms of uh, the the elite uh, level of the sport, the prize money available to the athletes that are pursuing this as a career, it's the games and Rogue and really nobody else. I look at it as it's just it's just money. When Rogue offers more money than the games, then I think it will become the games. And until it doesn't, then the CrossFit games will always be the CrossFit games. Maybe, but there's another element of that, which is that you know the CrossFit games, John, you have a chance to, to get there just as well as anyone else. You just have to be good enough. For Rogue, it's really it's a lot more limited opportunities. And some years, if you like last year, for example, if you weren't at the games, then you don't have any chance to go to Rogue. And it's and it's it's political. I don't mean that in, in, in any negative sense at all. But as soon as that there's one person who's inviting people, it's political. That, Not, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fair. I also think though, if Rogue were to get close to the money wise, at least for first through five, that the games would raise its price too. Rogue feels more like UFC. Me Just meaning, as long as we don't have any more competitions promising to pay people who can't pay them. Oh, I can't wait to I can't wait to talk about that with Andrew. I guess. But I'm to add to your point, to add to your point, I'm pretty sure the uh, strongman payout for Rogue yeah. is is much more than the world's strongest man payout. The world's strongest man doesn't make very much money at all, and Rogue and that are the two big. It, it correlates very nicely to the CrossFit Games and the Rogue Invitational, but Rogue gives more money. I'm almost positive than the world's strongest man gives. The I, don't, I don't remember them advertising the payout for strongman so aggressively last year. I, Is it a lot I don't this year? I, I'm not sure. But what I just saw, I'm almost positive they do not make that for the actual yeah, world's it's strongest a legit, man Yeah, it's a legit payout. Because um, those guys don't make any money at all. Like, it's 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 really bad. Um, Huge drop-off from third to fourth, but those top three prizes are pretty pretty substantial. Yeah, but you said huge drop off. I'm almost positive fourth place gets like a thousand dollars at World's Strongest Man. Like, yeah, you, no, wow. you, might be, you might be right. 
Um, uh, will you pull up their YouTube page really quick? So uh, it's basically ro- like a semi-final? YouTube page. How do you, what do you mean? The world's the famous man. Pay, pay yeah. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. Like the winner gets 50,000. Well, I mean, like if Waterpalooza was it, like the winner gets 50,000 and then it goes to like 15 and then it's 10 and then it's like one. Oh, it's really uh, dramatic. I got Yeah. And the um, there's just not a lot of money in it and they don't advertise it well as far as the world's strongest man goes. But it's still held as, as like the title. Like if you win that, you're the world's strongest man, no matter who wins rope. But uh, so that leads to your point, what you were saying, even if it's more money. Uh, go to the videos list, Caleb. I just want to, I want to say, tell Bill and Katie something. Suggest, uh, dear Bill and Katie, uh, these videos you have here, this live stream 2022 Iceland's strongest man four days ago, uh, Iceland's strongest man, uh, four days ago. Any of these events, I mean, how to use the road, uh, no, how to use not none of those. Anyway, any of these events you're doing, please, please use me. Use me. Pick the winners of those events. Give them my contact information. Send me a text. Send me a DM and say, hey, Sevon, get this guy on. Give me his contact, and I will help blow these fucking events the fuck up. I will do anything. I mean, this, this, the fact that this video only has 1,700 views, it's, I mean, these guys work too hard to only have this many views. Hook me up with the winners of the of these events. Let me get them on the show. Let me and Brian pick their brain. Let Brian tell them that Gabby McGaugh is fitter than them. <laughs> Let John Young tell us how he can snatch more than them. Please, please use me. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Katie. Okay. Um, so so John just thinks it's a money thing, and Brian, you kind of think it's 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 not a relevant big picture. It's it's good that uh Basically, Rogue has their teeth sunk into both events in a way that's beneficial for the company. Now, now, Brian, do you do you think if if say it was three hundred thousand for the winner, that the games would raise its price too, just to stay as top dog as far as money goes? Possibly, but like say Bill tried to take it over, and and the games it depends were what like, the cost. You know, it depends at what cost to increase the prize purse. That you know whether the games would be willing to do that. Ryan does bring up a super valid point, dude. The fact that two, three, four hundred thousand people enter the CrossFit Games and and not even two thousand enter the Rogue Invitational is is like, I don't really even understand it. I guess that's just the the affiliate, the power. Well, all the elite people want to do Rogue, and like the qualifier, it we know it's going to be elite people in the qualifier. It's not like, but the primary qualifier is the CrossFit Games season, right? But I'm saying the five spots left, even those guys, they're all games competitors. So, well, you would put the winner I mean, of Rogue normally, now. you'd put the winner of Rogue normally against any the winner of any other event worldwide. Besides, well, I mean, the winner, winner of Rogue should be the winner Tia, of the CrossFit Games. Of <laughs> Say Tia, that again, Brian. Tia is the only one who's ever won it for the, for the women, first of all. Okay. So there's that. Right. And on the men's side, the winners are um, Fraser, Vellner, and Medeiros. Right, okay. That Vellner's the only guy that didn't win the games the same year. So it's pretty much the best of the best. Who did Vellner beat? Did he beat Matt or uh, Medeiros? That was, that, that was no. the year Matt wasn't in BKG, it. Noah Olson, Chandler Smith, Saxon Panchik. Um, are, are we glad Tia's gone from the Rogue event in the sense that this – it allows some tension to be built. We can kind of like those of us who re- who who have wild imaginations will be like, oh shit, 
wow, Annie's really gotten a lot better. She's going to beat Tia this year. Like with Tia gone, it allows us to build some hope up, allows some of the females to build some confidence. Are we happy she's she's going to Australia? Is this a debate question now? I guess. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> What's the question? Are we happy that Tia's not at Rogue? There's this, there's this thing in arm wrestling. It's probably in a lot of sports. You, you arm wrestle a guy, he beats you. And you need like six months away from the guy for your memory to start like, for, so you can start lying to yourself and think you can beat him again. You know what I mean? You need a break from him. He just smoked your ass on the arm wrestling table and now you need some space. And six months later, the dream and the delusion has grown again and you're like, okay, I can beat this guy. With Tia gone from Rogue, is that going to allow us as fans and the athletes to start thinking, oh shit. I just want to say last year, last year, Annie gave Tia a run. Annie was ahead after day two. And then day three, Tia got back. It was a competition. But I do think it will make the race more fun that Tia. But, I mean, we always know Tia is going to win. So, I mean, it will make the race fun. But whoever wins, we know Tia would have won if she was there. But it will make, you know, it will be competitive. And we don't know the winner until it happens. It is nice to see things like that. You know, to see Annie ahead after two days. If you go back all, even to the first version of the Rogue Invitational, Velner was leading after day one. He was ahead of Fraser. But it's, you know, like in, in some ways it reminds me of uh, the conversation between Mal and Laura at the games this year. Like at the end of the day, they were very close. It looked like Mal was way better than her because of the way that the events were ordered. But it, until someone actually beats that person at, over the course of the entire competition, then it's like John said, it's more of the same. I am excited for the women's division this year. I would be more excited for it if Mal and Haley were in the field because I've really wondered if absent Tia, who is the next best woman? And and there is an element of what Savan's talking about 100% that is the belief coming into a competition that you can win. And even if you write off Tia and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to beat every other woman, it's different than showing up and thinking to myself, I can win this competition and like actually believing that. And I think every, you know, Every woman who's finished, well, we could say that if Mal and Haley were in the field, I think there'd be five or six women coming in really, really confidently believing they could win. And that there still are probably that many women who believe that and have a chance to. But there's not only Tia that's missing. There's also the second fittest woman from this past game season that's missing. And so there's still that. Uh, it's like, so do we know why? Why aren't Haley I'm more? I'm either? honestly, I'm more disappointed that Mal and yeah. Haley aren't going to be there than I, I could really care less about Tia. I agree, why aren't I they there? Completely. Have they said why? Haley is implied, or at least my understanding is that she's is not competing this offseason at all with the intention of actually trying to f- solve some of the problems that are stagnating her performance at the games. Mal has said, no, as far as I know, said nothing about it. And I, I don't think I, she taught. Has anyone ever heard her talk? <laughs> like the wanna, sound come out of the 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 sound come out of her mouth? No. I didn't think that's, that's, that's a trip. I want to add on to what Brian said too. Last year, last year when Justin won, I still thought Valner was the fittest guy in the world. And then when Justin won rogue, I was like, man, Justin's better. Like it, it cemented that Justin was the fittest guy in the world at that point for me, even though everybody, you know, people peak at different times. It doesn't matter. I didn't think Justin could beat Valner on at another competition. And he did. And it was the second best competition that there is. So, like, if Mal were to beat everybody, for instance, I think Laura's better than Mal. But I think, you know, Laura got zero points on one of the events of the games. 
But if Mal were to come into Rogue and beat Laura, it would submit she is the fittest girl in the world that's not named Tia Toomey. And right now, I think it's still a huge debate. But if she were to win Rogue, it would cancel any of those questions. For, for me, it would cancel and any I think, of those I think questions. some people are maybe saying that's why she's not going. Because she doesn't she want to risk losing Laura. to Laura. But I'm like, come on. You're 18 years old. Like, Take this opportunity when it's there. You could win $100,000 for getting second. Like, That's a big deal. That's the no part I don't understand. Than, yeah, than any strong man has ever gotten in his life in a competition. So if that's the reason that she's not showing up, which we're, again, we're just assuming because she hasn't said anything, Bruce, at least spell his name right. Then, you know, that's... Uh, if you're going to be someone's puppet and, and you want to win the CrossFit Games... Good person to be the and if Hopper's master. doing it, the Hopper is doing it. Quant is doing it. All the hard work people are doing it. Like she's the only one not doing it. I'm not counting Catherine. Yeah, it's a, it is. It's is it's Catherine odd. doing it? No. no, no. But she didn't really uh, have the chance. She obviously didn't make the games, and she didn't attempt to to do the qualifiers. She's she's not a games competitor right now. She's working on her snatch. And and she and she wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't invited. She wasn't invited. She could no. have been invited. That's right. Annie was invited. Oh man, I made this. I made this comment on one of my shows that as a woman, the greatest thing gift <clears throat> that you could give to, to yourself is to have a child. Like without having a child, like you're not going to experience your greatest gift. And fucking twenty women who either can't or won't have babies, fucking are going off in the comments. It's pretty crazy. And then you click, and then you click their bios. Hold on, Brian. So, so it's only the first time I've strayed on the show. Um, and then when you click their bios, it's like them with pictures of dogs and shit. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I was, it's, a, uh, it's okay. It's okay if you don't have kids. I'm not saying it's not. Don't get all defensive. It's okay. It's okay. I'll never be able to dunk, and that might be the coolest thing to do in all sports. I just, just Some of us don't get to do everything. It's okay. okay. I did. I just wanted to – someone had made a comment. You got someone have, pregnant. You got someone pregnant. You're about to have a kid. I don't know what – I honestly have no idea what you were talking about for the last minute. Okay, good. But right. uh, what I was looking at another comment over here that someone was saying that maybe Hal and Mal and Haley, excuse me, are not competing at Rogue because of the strength bias that's there. They did fine last year. Haley was fifth at Rogue last year, basically what she does at the games, and Mal was eighth last year at uh, Rogue. Uh, I don't think that the strength bias is going to impact their performance as much as some people think. It is beneficial for the athletes that are very strong, but it doesn't really diminish the performance yeah. of the athletes that aren't as strong. It's not Josh leaked the programming them, to Matt. Not. Is there any truth to that? No, oh, no. <laughs> this is just another account that uh, Jeff Biaco is running. <laughs> no, no, I know Sema. Jan Clark Katrin would have to pay to play. Okay. Uh, Tia said she wants to do legends. That can't. That's not true either, right? Do we know? Is Tia going to the games next year? Is she competing? Do we even know? She said that she is, but oh, that's cool. You know, we'll see. Um, if Justin gets third or lower at Rogue, let's just say second or lower. If Justin doesn't win Rogue, do all of a sudden it's it's kind of the same question, but for the dudes, do we see, oh my God, there's a kink in his armor. He's not, I mean, you guys kind of aren't bought in on Justin the way I am anyway. I think he's, I think we're looking at dynasty. I think he's, he's going to win seven in a row. I'm working on a, on an article that's focusing on Justin Medeiros right now. Yeah. But he, if he got second place at rogue, I think that'd be amazing for the men's field in general. You know, there are definitely a group of people. And I think that there's some merit to it that, you know, think, Really, the Roman lost the games for himself this year. 
by making the mistakes that Justin doesn't ever make. And he just had a few executioners. He went out hot in a couple of workouts. He, you know, had a few things here that cost him points. It was pretty close between them. And if you look at, at the way that Justin approaches workouts compared to the way that Ricky, I mean, that Roman specifically approached the workouts he did worst in, there's a noticeable difference. And it's, uh, I would call it just an experience or a maturity of understanding, you know, what your capacity is and where to make your moves on different workouts. But that, you know, even if you look back at Rogue last year, like Pat Bellner, it looks like he was really far behind Medeiros, but it pretty much just Pat mailed in the last event because of an executioner. That's what, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, that's what this guy is so incredibly good at. So if someone's able to go there, he obviously has a very high level of fitness and 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 beat him. Suddenly we have a really, really an interesting 2023 season for the men. See, I, if he gets second, I think, like in my head, he's still the fittest guy in the world just because Rogue, Rogue's programming doesn't, like Haley and Mal, not to the not to the same extent, but it doesn't benefit him. It's always strength biased, and there are events where people there could be more events where he could get eighth instead of fourth. Justin, um, yeah, like like not not a lot of but like one event where he could get eighth instead of the fourth he always gets. And but he didn't last year. Nothing worse. No, than no, he didn't. He didn't. But that doesn't defeat the purpose that Rogue, there can be events like that in Rogue where I think that could happen. It's always a little bit of strength. But he, the lifting event was amazing for him last year. Um, <clears throat> that was yeah. the one with the where you lifted the, you put the balls on the pedestal? No, 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 no. The clean jerk, front squat jerk complex. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but like if Roman, we won, like the fact though, John. That's not criticism, right, John? You, we like the fact that Rogue is strength biased. It's like no, no, yeah, yes. Okay, it may, okay. all the events are have a little bit of a twinge to it that we, I think is great for the sport. But like if Roman were to win and Justin were to get second and it's close, I still give the edge to Justin. Just ex- like in the game for twenty twenty three, just because of what Brian said, he doesn't make mistakes. Now over fifteen events, that will bear itself out. But if he were to get third and two people beat him. I think the distinction between second and third is huge because if two people were to beat him in rogue, he's not the best. <laughs> like then I think it's a, a, a three-way race between second, first and third. You know, is, our, that, is Ricky games. going, is Ricky going to rogue? Yeah, this is a good, I mean, it's a really good field and I, I think it's, the names might not necessarily look much different or better than last year, but like we talked about before the CrossFit games this year, all of these athletes that are in the top 10 for the men's field, uh, they're, they're getting better. You know, you have uh Vellner and BKG that it's like, are they getting better? Or are they just as good as they've always been? But the rest of these guys, the Lazar Jukic's, the Ricky Garrard's, the Jason Hopper's, the Jeff Adler's, the Sam Quant's, they are improving. They are still continuing to improve. And so I do think there is an opportunity for, I know in an event that would generally be a fourth, fifth, sixth to be a seventh, eighth, ninth for Justin. And if there are a couple of those and those happen to be really good, I mean, we're not even, I didn't even mention Guy Mayeros in that conversation. I know people are like, not sure what to think about him, but Chandler Smith has historically done well at Rogue. There are a lot of guys that could play spoiler in terms of points if Madeira slips on a couple events. And if Vellner or Adler or Roman or Ricky or these guys just have a really clean run through, I you know I don't think it's a lock for him to win. What did, he, me, what did me, uh, he place last year? Sorry, go ahead, John. Go ahead. I won't forget. I, I want to respond to a couple of the comments. I don't just mean weightlifting when I say strength. 
like Rogue traditionally doesn't have a really long endurance workout. And Rogue traditionally is not super skilled. That's why Jeff Adler is amazing when he's at Rogue. Um, I'm not just talking about weights. I'm talking about like echo bike sprints. I'm talking about workhorse events, just capacity. Uh, just like capacity if the grind. The upper so, cuts like coming if, from the comments section. Oh, I know. If, if we well, were to see Jay, a forty-pound, if we were to see a forty-pound vest, the place we'd see it is at Rogue. If we were to see a forty-pound med ball, the place we'd see it at Rogue. It's. I was trying to think of it yes, kind of like car yes. racing. Like and size really, matters at Rogue. You know what I mean? Size matters. There's a reason Quant always does good. Chandler does good. Like Roman is going to be awesome at Rogue. Um, and it's, it's not a skill based. It's just not, um, go ahead. I, w- I was thinking that the CrossFit's kind of like, uh, auto racing and it's kind of cool that it's, it's being like this. And I hope it continues in this way, meaning that there's a track, there's tracks that are just the oval tracks and that are tracks with like 30 turns and it, it, the, the ground's always going to be wet. And there's going to be tracks that there's going to be races that are six hours. And then there's going to be races that are just one hour. And it's kind of like that. There's never going to be swimming at Rogue. There's always going to be swimming at Wadapalooza, right? There's always going to be some bizarre, weird shit uh, in Dubai, like running up that ice mountain, because they j- just the different resources and the different things that are available to them, right? And the yeah, fact that Dubai's maybe always a little endurance based, right? It, it, it's uh, it's cool. It's it's really cool. I it would be fun. I, I like it. I hope Rogue does introduce, keep keeps pushing down that that avenue down that way someone says the scott tetlow's is scott tetlow um is, is Rogue good for scott tetlow scott no. tetlow if, if you're not familiar with him very similar uh to Cole Cole Mertens. Mertens, where he can have a couple events that he can certainly impact the top five of a leaderboard and actually in the online year the 2020 year that velner won i think mertens had one or two event wins that year two, two wins yeah and so you know there that you know, I don't. While I don't think that Scott Tetlow will really factor into a podium or probably even top ten conversation on the weekend, he can. You know, if the event comes up that Justin maybe struggles at, that we're you know projecting, this guy certainly could take some points from him too. On the right, he could, he could win an event. Yeah, there was like a deadlift overhead squat event that Colton beat everybody by forty seconds, beat Velner by forty seconds, just because range of motion. Yeah, this guy shows up near the top of the open leaderboards regularly. He qualified for the games in 2020 through the open, uh, you know, range of motion, you know, barbell cycling, strict handstand pushups, stuff like that. Very good. Um, do the do the directors of these events um, embrace kind of their their niche? Like, is Dubai like happy? Like, do they? Um, does Rogue like the fact that they're the strength event? Does Wadapalooza like it? The fact that what, whatever their thing is, swimming, that uh, Dubai Fitness Challenge likes the fact that they can do, you know, s- some stranger locations, some unique events. Or, or is everyone trying? It seems like everyone's embracing it and they're not being like, hey, I want to be the perfect event. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, <clears throat> I think of it, I think that you're, what you're doing makes sense, you know, extrapolating it to other sports. And you think about, what does the U.S. Open in golf look like compared to the British Open in golf? Or what does the French Open in different tennis grass, look like Different grass, different weather, different holes. Right? And they different. do have their, their unique elements. And, you know, at the Masters, we can regularly see people winning with 10 to 15 strokes under par. In the U.S. Open, if you shoot five under par for the weekend, you're probably going to win. And I think that if the CrossFit, the major events of the CrossFit offseason develop identities like that. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it distinguishes each of them a little bit and gives different athletes perhaps a chance to either do better or feel like they can do better at those. 
it might uh, appeal to different parts of the audience. Like you know, John, John like John Young loves the Rogue Invitational because there's all these strong opportunities. <laughs> doesn't everyone love it? Doesn't doesn't everyone kind of love the the strength stuff better? It's kind of like going to a go- like you said, going to a golf event where Chase there's, there's, he does there, not. He does like there's a you want there to be a chance for a hole in one on every court on every course, right? I mean, it, it, it's exciting. Yeah, you. I mean, you get a strength lot more hole in ones than uh, you get a lot more hole in ones in disco. I don't. I don't think play. strength. I don't think strength events are just better, but no. I. I think everybody just likes what they're good at. Um, but I can appreciate a good just five k row or five k run. I like seeing who's the best runner. Like when Ricky took off on the Capitol, like there's fewer things that are awesome to see than that. You know, when Haley dusted everybody and then got stomped on at the Capitol. There's fewer things that are awesome to see than that. Um, I'd argue that that was the strength component of the event. It it was, but I'm saying her running though. We just we already talked about how beautiful it is to watch her run. Right. Like I appreciate a very good just endurance test, and same thing with gymnastics. But um, I wouldn't say just strength is the best thing. I think people just I don't know. I, they like to see weights move, but in my opinion, they all have their own niches. I'm just better at the strength one. So people think I like it a lot more. When Chase wrote this, he laughed, you know, like as he's typing this out, he's, he's the Shire has produced some incredible athletes. What a asshole. And Fra- Fra- wow. Fraser's on the edge of the Shire. He's kind of like, that's true. Hobbit, but that is true. Still, he could go to the club, but he's not part of him. Wow. Wow. Not just by like an inch in a, like like if, if 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 like from his knee to his heel was just an inch shorter, he'd be in the Shire. Yeah, he could walk through the land, but get funny looks. Yeah, like who's this weirdo? Um, is Rogue anybody's last event? Are we going to see anyone go to Rogue and retire? Is there a chance we could see Annie retire? Is there ch- like is there Chandler Smith? Is there? Uh, the one that jumps out to me as possibly is Kara Saunders. You know, there are some uh, rumors around the games that it could be her last year. I kind of have a feeling she'll continue to compete, but she's the one that jumps off the page most to me. Mr. Young, anyone retire there? Um, Yeah, I could see Annie retire. Annie has always done really well at the Rogue event. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Annie would make the lot most sense in my head. But I also think she still wants to. She wants a good run at team, and this year was not her, not the like good run that she would want. You know, I think going to team is the same as retiring. <laughs> hey, I I think I think Annie I think Annie um, wants to go individual. How old is Annie? Forty seven, thirty three, I think. So she still has a couple of years for masters. She still has a couple of years to masters. Yes. <clears throat> Oi. Oh, that sucks. What? I just got some news about Rogue. We're going to be um, sending two two guys to Rogue, but we're going to be sending three guys, but only two guys can get in. <laughs> I just got the notice. Fuck. Okay. Um, that'll be something fun to deal with all day today. The other, you know, the, the other people that are like uh, maybe approaching the the tail ends of their careers are mostly on the men's side. I'm thinking of guys like Cole Sager, Noel Olson, 
you know, that have been doing this for so long. They're not retiring there. Though. No, I don't think so either, especially because they're one year away from making it to 10 consecutive CrossFit games. And that would, that would be a pretty cool accomplishment. Maybe rich. He's doing legends. Does that count? Riches is he just didn't last year he just showed up for one event when he did legends like he showed up for one and split and he had to go to a birthday party or something no he did team did he do team no at that road no, rich he showed up for masters for like one day and then went back to Nash, went back to tennessee oh, okay maybe i'm thinking the year previous um we talked a lot about the programming rogue and, and they have a speed. I think Spieler and, and Katie and Josh are the three who are doing the programming. Do you think that it's really just uh, Katie? How, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how much like Spiel and, jo- and Josh play a role, especially when I see these giant, uh, <laughs> these giant contraptions that Bill's making these Elon Musk type, you know, it could be, I, you know, I've been obviously programming in general has been such a huge topic of conversation this entire season and i was i was speaking with someone the other day about it you know when i program for a competition i do the entire competition because i don't really know if there's like personally and i know that i can't always do it at the same level of the athletes that i'm programming for but i can you know i I have a good enough feeling of of where i am relative to the field that i can do something similar and and feel the stimulus i'm not sure that uh Oh my God. I'm sorry for that noise. If you can hear it. I'm not sure if, uh, do cats fucking no, it's this alarm thing, but can you hear it? Yeah. Barely, but it's kind of cool. It makes me feel like you're in the Ukraine. Oh, that's nice. Really loud. That's nice. Is it, it, that's air raid siren testing in your, in your hood. They do it on the first Tuesday of every month. Anyway, I like to do the entire slate of programming over the, you know, in a similar amount of time that the athletes are going to do it. And even if I have someone else test it, I don't necessarily feel like I get the same feedback as when I do it myself. Hey, uh, Caleb, did you see that yesterday uh, North Korea fucking launched a uh, intercontinental ballistic missile over Japan? Literally what right the, over top of it. Yeah, what it was the nuts. fuck are they doing? It's the first time they've done it in like four years. Crazy. I hope it's not over Brian's house. Is it still going, Brian? It's just, it's just finishing. Yeah, it's, uh, anyway, um, but that's what makes me feel like Chris and Josh are probably involved, you know, pretty heavily in it. I would expect that especially guys like that would want to do the workouts that they're planning to program. Good point. It's interesting that they've chosen two sm- two small characters, right? <laughs> uh, that's, I mean... That almost you, might that's be That's just why choosing to focus on a specific detail. You could say they're choosing to program two guys that have been around and seen it all. Did Josh program last year? I think so. Yeah, um, that might be why it's heavy. Because people that aren't super strong, we, like, we can think, oh, but these guys are monsters, so we should make it like 40 pounds more than I was thinking. You know what I mean? Like Josh and Rich did it together last year, I think. Who? Well, that Josh and Rich. Oh shit. Why not have Brian Shaw program the CrossFit event? It would be five minutes long. The whole entire thing. Five events, one minute long. Each event. (laughs) Um, 100 100 meter row for time. That would be one of the events. 
What do we know about uh, Rich Froney next year? I think he'll be turning 35. He'll be eligible for Masters. Uh, there was a lot of talk that this was his last time on team. Do we, has, do, we, do we know anything about that? What's happening there? Have we heard anything? <clears throat> I have not. I have not heard anything about Rich. And uh, I don't know what he's going to do. I think that it's most likely that he'll either do – that he either won't compete or will compete as – I, I don't know. I, just, I don't think he's going to compete next year. You don't. I don't that's know. My, I think he's going to do. I think he's going to do one year of Masters every four or five years, however, whenever the cutoff is. He'll do it his first year, win very easily, and then not compete again until he turns forty, and then win that one very easily, and then not compete again, and just win in every category. That way, his name can just live on in infamy. And the rich dynasty will never be broken. He'll win in every single division there is. And that way he has three years off, one year to get it back together, and then beat everybody in the next division. That's what Oh shit. Look at this. Maybe he will full time coach. Uh I can't see him taking a year off. I really can't. Do you think he'll run it back with a team? For what? Um you never know with these guys. Was he happy with his victory? I mean, you never know with I these mean, guys. I mean, I want to say the same thing, that I can't really see him taking a year off, but I just asked myself, is he going to go individual again? I I don't think so. I is heard he- this story last night. I went out to dinner last night with some people, and I heard this story that um, uh, the, the I think it was the, the New York Mets. I think it was the New York Mets. I can't remember exactly, but they did a uh, – they did a thing where basically on a screen they played, um, hey, can you beat this the the, pull, the number of pull-ups this guy does or something? And Rich Froning did a certain number of pull-ups, right? And then and then they asked someone from the stands who thinks they can do more pull-ups than Rich, and they come down into the stadium and they do pull-ups. And the guy that they picked from the stands beat Rich. And of course, his range of motion was fucking a joke, right? I mean, he, the guy cannot beat Rich, and he beat Rich by, I can't remember by how many. And the guy had half range of motion. He was doing pull-ups like this, right? And then afterwards, they asked Rich, the sponsors asked, hey, will you make this guy a uh, say, hey, congratulations on beating me? And the, the, and the story I heard is Rich was like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing that. I'm the best, and that, that guy didn't beat me, and I'm not saying congratulations to him for beating me. Like, and when I hear this story, basically what I'm trying to convey to you is that this guy is a fucking winner and this guy wants to fucking compete and he wants to fucking stay at the top and he wants to win. And I don't think his itch, I don't think any of these guys ever scratch their itch. I don't think like, like Tia, like, I don't think like you win the same with the Super Bowl. all these professional athletes, they're chasing something that can't ever be caught and they'll just, they just keep chasing it. And I think Rich knows that. And, um, I can't see him taking a year off. If I, it is a fucking winner. By the way, that was a great story I heard last night. Thank you. There's an ex-Reebok uh, employee who told me that. If I had my pick, I would want him to go Masters and have Sam Dancer go continue to be Masters and have that battle. Because Sam Dancer looked on another level until he got hurt. Some, I don't know, some weird injury that just took him out forever. But – uh I would like those two to go together. I would like Rich to go Masters and actually be challenged an individual just a little bit. It'd just be cool to see him do individual events again. I think it would be awesome to see him do individual too, to do Masters. 
I mean, I, I spoke to Sam and he thinks, you know, even despite the injury and with the comeback and rehab, that he, he can still compete in the individual field. I know, but I, that's why I would want Rich to do maths because I think I think Sam legitimately thinks I can beat him. And I want I want to see people try to beat him. You know what I mean? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think they can, but I think it would be fun to watch. The dancers always hurt throwing all that meat around. Uh, Sam Dancer is a, it was one of those cars that the guy put an engine so fucking big in it. Uh, I had a friend who did this that the car then uh, becomes unhandleable, and you got a fucking twelve hundred horsepower Camaro, but like no one can. You, you just can't. It just can't. Like if you floor it, the fucking chassis will twist. I think Sam's. I, I mean, I, I love Sam to death, and he's fun to look at. God bless his speedo collection, but it, he's. He's never going to get out there on the field and uh, tear shit up. It's, it's, Do you just, think the too much? Man. I think someone was saying. I think yeah, Rich is listed as uh, doing the Masters division or the Legends division. Excuse me at Rogue. Also, Chris Spieler and Josh Bridges are. Do you think they also they program for that and are competing in it? I think Josh said he is competing in it. I know. But Do you think they did the single... Legends programming also? Yeah, that I don't have an answer for you. Yes, yes. I was I Josh Bridges. I would just uh, do strict <laughs> handstand pushups and. Uh, uh, air squats and lunging and uh, and those were all the events and you could say you were fitter than Rich Froning for that weekend um, I, w- I would just program every event that I was great at um, or something per- he was training for for a whole month like just like he, he he's programming it he knows what it is where, where is uh, Olivia Kerstetter going to place at oh, Rogue we, uh, don't you think we should just do a an entire show about the rankings. Yeah, but I want. Okay, can we talk about her? Let's just integrate her in the show. Then, what do we want John, to say about her? Inside the top ten, outside the top ten. Olivia Curse said. Inside. Inside the top ten. Inside top ten. Can we see the list of women competing? She will place uh, higher at this competition than she will at the games. How how many people? How many women are there? They're twenty. There are 20, and they're... You want to read off the roster? I'll tell you, higher or lower, just to give me a name. Oh, I like it. I yeah, like it. You, you guys play that game. No, you why can't you... you uh, Caleb was going to pull it up now. You can play too, Brian. This is a two-person game. <laughs> two-person two game. Okay. Uh, so I will write down all the people who you think are going to beat her, and when we get to 10, um, you will... Well, we'll see. Uh these are all the people against Olivia Kerstetter. They're going to guess, God, this poor girl, the, the, the pressure we're fucking throwing on her. Okay. Will these people beat Olivia Kerstetter? Uh, Laura Horvat. Yes. Brian. I'll, I'll just comment if I disagree. Okay. Uh, Danielle Brandon. Yes. Okay. Uh, Emma Lawson. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm putting Emma over here. I'll, I'll come back to her. I'm going to, it's like flashcards with my kids. I always give them a second I'm not chance. In it. I'm, just saying no, but I'm putting, I'm putting it in the back. I'm going to put it in the back. Hey, I see a video um, that keeps popping up on my YouTube. that says Emma Lawson is training over at proven. Was, is that just a one-off Emma Lawson over Olivia Kirsten? Oh, wow. Um, is Emma Lawson a proven athlete now? I don't know if that's uh, if they've announced anything, and except that she was there. Also, Jack Farlow was there, uh, training with them a couple of weeks ago. All right, I'll go out on a ledge. I'll go ahead and say no. No, okay. Uh, uh, Cara Saunders. Yes. 
Uh, Gabriella, Mag- <laughs> Gabriella Magawa. Waiting on Brian over there. Uh, yes. God, the, the this is a good women's field. Well, it could be better. But it's pretty good. It's pretty. Hey, if she breaks in the top 10, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be close. I think that it's very practical range of finishes for her is 8 to 12. Yeah. Hey, she's going to shit the bed on one event. Yeah, but if you look at the, you know, we'll just look in that range from last year of the 8 to 12 place finishers. Emma Carey was 12th with a 20th and a 16th place finish. The first, Danielle Brandon was 11th with a 17th and a 19th place finish. Barnhart was 10th with a 19th and a 16th and another 16th place finish. So you can have it one, two, or maybe even three bad events and be right near the top 10. Um, Caleb, did I? Can you go back up for one second? I feel like I missed do, someone up there. Do we know when the programming is announced, Brian? Oh, Gabriella. I would have guessed very close to the competition. Okay, so when we get the programming, if I my Olivia Kerstetter will heavily be influenced on when the program. No, 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 is no, announced. no, no, no. You got to stick with your no, plan. I, We're going I, through will, the list. I will say. We're going through I the will list. say what I think, but I'm <laughs> saying my rankings will be skewed hard by the programming. Um, Alexis Raptus. No. Yes, I think Alexis beats Olivia. Okay. Uh, Annie Thor's daughter. Yes. Annie wins. Annie beats Olivia. Mm-hmm. Ariel Lowen. Yes. You think Ariel beats Olivia? Yep. I will say I'll take Olivia. Um, Gosh, this makes me think I'm too much on Olivia right now. What's funny is when the game season comes around, I'm going to be the complete opposite. Emma McQuaid. <laughs> Emma McQuaid. I don't God, can Olivia just come from the fucking little girls fucking competition and fucking beat someone like Emma McQuaid? Come on, man. Didn't Emma destroy the fuck? Didn't she impress the shit out of us with the sandbag? Uh... You're thinking of Jacqueline Dahlstrom? That's Jacqueline Dahlstrom. She's uh, also in this field. We'll get to her. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say yes. Yes to what? She Emma, beats her. Emma, Emma beats Olivia. Agree. Okay. Uh, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people beating Olivia now. Amanda Barnhart. Yes. <laughs> now you have eight. Uh, is that, who's that next? Is that Jacqueline Dahlstrom? Yeah, Jacqueline Dahlstrom. No. Wow. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to get on a run here now. K- Carolyn Prevo. Nope. Uh, Matilda Garns. No to the next three. Wow. <laughs> Andrea Solberg. Andrea Solberg. Yeah, her. Uh, Annika Greer. Yeah, Annika might beat her. Might could beat her, but I'm going to say no, but she has a shot. Bailey Rogers. All right, and I think she beats all these girls. Ellie Turner is, and her are going to finish right between, right next to each other. So, so right she, you ever beating you ever beating Danny Spiegel? Yep. Hey, you know what's interesting too is when you have them beat when you have her beating like Danny and 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 uh, Man on Um, these are women with similar similar uh, strengths, give me, right? Give me put it on my list. Danny Spiegel ahead of Olivia, by the way. You have okay. Ellie ahead or <laughs> Olivia ahead? My list is all fucked up anyway. I <laughs> fucked it all up. I couldn't repeat shit to you except John's. 
Oh, good. Well, so where did John have her? 10? They're not much different. They're not, they're not much different. Well, uh, how about uh, so you have you have Olivia beating Bailey Rogers, Danny Spiegel, Manon Anganese. How about uh, how about uh, Ellie Turner? They're right next to each other for me. So if she, what is she at right now? Uh, so you have Laura, Laura Horvat, Dan Bailey. No, <laughs> who did I put for Dan? Daniel uh, Brandon. Uh, Laura Horvat, uh, Danielle Brandon, Car Sanders, Gabriella Magawa, Annie Thor's daughter, Ariel Lowen. Emma McQuaid, Amanda Barnhart, Ellie Turner, number 10 would be Kerstetter. Yeah, there we go. That's what I got. Yeah. Elena Kerstetter, 10th place. That sounds good. Who is Andrea Solberger? Andrea Solberg from uh, Norway. She's been to the games? Uh, in 2020. As She's a, a gymnastics freak. I've never seen her before. That's the only one. That's the only girl I didn't recognize her name. Yeah, she hasn't really competed at, at most of the competitions that you would have taken notice. Wait, so what do you have her at, Ryan? 12th or 13th? 11. <laughs> like one, one apart. What? That's why I asked you, because I knew it would be close. And should she okay. be happy with that? You think she should be like, holy shit, I'm, I'm in the top 10 at Rogue? 11. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be top 11. For her, no, this is, I mean, it's a great opportunity for her to go there and compete. And honestly, I think that that's an approach that a majority of the athletes should be having with this competition. This is a really prestigious event. It's a really cool opportunity. You don't know the next time you're going to have the chance to do it. Last year after the games, you know, Jason Hopper was obviously really disappointed with how he did there. And he's trying to decide, what do I do in the offseason? He had the opportunity to go to any or all of the competitions he wanted. And I, and he said, uh, and I told him, I said, dude, you got to do rogue. Like you never know when you'll get, when you, it might be the only chance you get to go there. And for some of these people, yeah, they assume that they're always going to make it, but it's usually, you know, majority of the field, if not all the field is invite only. And there's a lot of prize money on the line, the spotlights, it's a small field, the spotlights on you. It's in North America. Like all of the check marks are there. I don't, I really don't know why someone, would pass up this. this it's a top tier games level field. It's the only other competition where it's a games level field throughout throughout most most of the whole entire roster. Wadapalooza in Dubai, they have great people, but after the top five, it's not a games level field. Rogue is different. Yeah, and I mean, look, you know, like it or not, the fact that it is in in North America is like separates it from Dubai. That's way far away. Most people aren't going to be able to get there, and following it time zone wise, it's not as appealing to most audiences. Guadalupe, there's so much going on. There's a much bigger field. There's less spotlight on each individual athlete. This is a great opportunity from a brand perspective, marketing perspective, competition perspective, experience perspective, financial perspective. To me, passing up the opportunity to go to Rogue outside of being injured is totally crazy. Uh, let me, let me pose a scenario at you. Haley Adams wants to get stronger. Let's say hypothetically, is there something that would make it so that rogue would interfere with that? That maybe let, let's say, uh, fuck, I'm Haley doesn't completely... bother me. Haley doesn't bother me that she's not doing it. Mal bothers me. And again, I have no say in anybody. It doesn't matter what I think, but I respect what if Haley doesn't want to do it. 
let's say Haley, let's say Haley's just trying to get stronger and she's and she's put on 20 pounds and she's just eating like crazy and she's kind of just letting her fitness wane and she doesn't want to be exposed there or slash um it would interfere with it, it would it would stop her for, she wants to put on 15 pounds of back squat this year and going a rogue would make it so she could only put on 10 i mean is there is there some world where that's a reality or no it's like dude suck it up buttercup it's six events get out there i would buy that <clears throat> the first scenario that it would interfere yeah. her from getting stronger right i would i would buy that's a reality i i you know I agree with John. I understand more in the case of Haley than Mal. I still, I still think it's a mistake. I, I still think it's a crazy decision. What, what are what? I mean, maybe they're injured, but so outside of being injured, the decisions are money, prestige, and training. And Plus money, and prestige. Like if I'm tied, one of their sponsors, right? I'm like, what right. do you mean you're not going to rogue? Yeah, and that's what I meant by prestige. I just think so. Like, am I like my thinking is she better be twenty pounds stronger than like if she gets to the games and she's the same Haley she's been for four straight years, then she just wasted an opportunity to have fifty thousand dollars in her pocket. She just sent fifty thousand dollars away if she's not twenty pounds stronger. So if she's the same Haley, complete wasted opportunity. If she is twenty pounds stronger, then it was well worth it. Call her high. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering about the sponsorship potential. And I think it's something that you talk about, Savon, that, you know, CrossFit is not uh, Harley Davidson, it's the riders, you know, and I think that maybe for them it's more important to win the CrossFit games because of the brand than it is actual earning potential. And I have a feeling that the hard work pays off team has some type of branding plan for Mal as well. The, that's a great point. The eyeballs on the games are, are fucking probably – a hundred x. Yeah, their their player. branding plan is for her to win the games. That's their branding. Plan. I mean, it's nothing more marketable. Yeah, that's a good Matt. point. Like I can't remember how many times Matt won uh, Rogue, but I know how many times he won the CrossFit Games. Right, 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 right. And and and, and like I said, even, even the stands at Rogue, it's kind of weird how empty they are. Full live stream 2021 Rogue Invitational, 1.1 million views on YouTube. Oh well, shit. Well, shit. They are. And they Tia's are a little easier Tia's to follow. Tia is doing the games this year. She ain't, she ain't winning this next year. Doesn't matter. She's not winning what next year, John? The games. Tia? No, Mal. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, that's a good point too, caller. Like Mal's not going to win the games this year anyway, so she might as well do Rogue and the games. Might as well win the two fifty. Right. Yeah. God, it does seem right, like well, a lot of money. Day one of the 2021 CrossFit Games, 3 million views. So Whew, three times as many. Well, Savon, just so you know, I was going to call because I was getting ready for work, and my wife's like, you're not going to call Savon in the shower after you told your story. So, you know, wait until wait till you're done and ready, then call him. You so could always you call in the shower. It. Just put it, like, on a ledge on speakerphone. That's why the phone's waterproof. Uh, what do you think about the missile that uh, Korea shot over um, Japan? I think we live in a crazy world right now, man. Yeah. All right. I think we live in a crazy world. You guys have a good day. Okay. Bye. I think I'm just happy. I don't live in Japan. Then that's what I think. (laughs) Fuck that whole Island goes away. If someone wants it to, it's fucking scary world. Oh, I'm, I'm, we went through it. We got through a lot of shit. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just want to finish this with Olivia Kerstetter. Uh, I, I think that there's, for a lot of reasons, um, 
she's just absolutely amazing. We got to, so many people got to follow her um, from when she was just a eeny, 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 itty bitty tiny little girl to now she's stepping onto the big stage. She's with Jacob Hepner. The positivity that comes from that camp in those videos is fantastic. She just seems unique. She, I feel like she adds a different uh, side to the the normal cast of characters that we have for women. And time will tell. Maybe she'll get sucked up into that, you know, kind of that archetype that all of these women get kind of like start pushed into. But as of now, um, I have great, great hope for her, for her bringing a whole different angle to the games and, and the cast of characters. It's cool. And it's fun getting on the, ba- on the, on the bandwagon early. Right. Um, I, that, I mean, I only have one question left. Do you guys have a, what is, what is the best, what is the best, um, training camp? What is the if you're an athlete and you can go anywhere, where do you want to go in the world? Brute strength. I Brian's gonna avoid the question. I already hear him. He's gonna be like, well, it depends on the athlete. No, no. I mean, I I guess it depends on where you're coming from. Like what are you just entering CrossFit brand new raw to it? Have you done it before? Where would I send you? That kind of question. Uh, no, you want to go trying to, the, to win the CrossFit. You, you want to win the CrossFit been games. Pursuing the cro- yeah. you know CrossFit for three yeah, or five here, years. Yeah, I'll, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a, it depends Let's on. Let's say you're top five hundred finisher in the open. Let's say that you're top five hundred finisher in the open, and you're ready to go to the next level. You've done that in your own, you know, in your own local affiliate. So I has made a semifinal, but hasn't gotten to the games yet. Where do you go? So I, th- you know. My honest opinion about this is that it doesn't matter. The programming is not at one of those places or the other is not what's going to make the difference for you. It's the, it's the atmosphere. So it's just got to be the place where you're, where you're comfortable and, and confident and your coach or coaching staff is comfortable and confident to address the things that need to be addressed in an environment that's not intimidating or threatening. And I would argue uh, different people thrive in different atmospheres and it's not the same for one person at all. I mean, Quant is a part of hard work pays off. He is by himself in his garage most of the time. Um, Fort Vancouver, are we calling that a camp? Because Justin is a camp of one and Ellie, but that's a freaking family for them over there. Uh, you know, like it's just, if it's different for everybody, you know, Fakowski and Valner, they work better alone, you know, uh, Roman. Roman is a part of brute strength and he's, is he still in Madison? Yeah, but he's mostly isolated as well. And always has. Yeah, Roman's a part of the brute strength camp, but he's works out by himself most of the time. Um, And I mean, when we talked about it earlier today, you know, someone in the comments was making, uh, you know, an allusion to some of the mayhem athletes like Lazar Jukic or um, Kara Saunders who are following mayhem programming that, but they're training in an environment where the coach isn't there. What I was just was, was suggesting was that in certain athletes' cases, it's really beneficial to have the eyes on. And for other athletes, they don't necessarily need that. And I think that's probably the, you know, those are some good case studies to, to suggest the fact that it can be done from anywhere. You just have to find something that fits. And I think that can look a lot of different ways. I think, I think the changing of the camps over and over and over again is not good for like any top athlete. Yeah. And that's tough because when you go and try something and it doesn't seem like it's fitting well, 
you have to, then you're in this like dilemma. Well, how long do I have to give it a try? Am I, you know, will it be better after two years or three years? And if not, am I wasting that time? How, you know, and how soon do you necessarily know if it's working? And I do think that in some cases, uh, I, I wish there was a better word for it, but I, some people just get lucky, you know, like this thing with Medeiros and Adam, you know, uh, Justin wanted that Adam didn't necessarily want that. And now both of them are looking back and saying, yeah, this has worked out great, but did they just get lucky? Or, you know, how did Justin know that that was going to be the coach for him? That's a great question. Uh, Tia said she wants to make her record impossible. Did she say that? That's awesome if she did. That is fucking awesome. Make her record impossible to beat. Um, I am a size large. This shirt is a large. So I wonder if she'll just keep competing until uh, she thinks Laura can beat Mal and then be like, okay, Laura, you can start winning now. Um, or that Olivia. Way, yeah, or Olivia. <laughs> or Olivia. Yeah. Uh, that No, not Olivia because she's young. I'm saying that just because Mal has 10 years left to do it. You know what I mean? That would ensure that nobody beats it. Caleb just sits around and works out all day it's all, and just eats. MREs or REMs or whatever the fuck they eat over there. <laughs> no food here. Just weights. Just wait. <laughs> uh, Brian, John, is there anything um, you would like to bring up before I turn us off? The world has to go another week without seeing us. Brian, it's less than that. A competition. Did it run well, Brian? Yeah, it was really very re- fulfilling and rewarding. Did you Crash do the programming? Cru- Crash Crucible? I did the programming, and I did all the workouts myself beforehand for both divisions. Was it a well-balanced test? Well, I, I think so, but it was. What was the you know, event you did, Brian? What was the event? Just a competition in my gym, mostly oh. athletes from the gym. Who won? Three athletes from the gym. Barnes, somebody named Barnes. That's who won. She got second. <laughs> God, did she really? <laughs> who, who's that? Who's Barnes? That's just some girl from Brian's gym. She's a she's a BA Masters. She's athlete. unbelievable, dude. You would not believe it if you saw her working out. It's crazy. It is crazy. I don't understand it. Do you have the bug now, Brian? What bug? The bug to do more programming for more events. This is the sixth one I've programmed for my gym. Holy shit. How many events? Uh, Well, the athletes took the floor three times each, but there were four scored events, and then the top four RX teams had a final. And I was really happy that they had the final because it actually changed, caused a change in the podium. Did you use Z-score? No, not a big enough field really to have a effect on it using Z-score. Awesome. Okay. Hopefully we can talk more about Z-score soon. Uh, Crash Crucible just happens. First event to use Z-score. Um, uh, they uh, did use it at one other, but it wasn't quite as uh, big of an event. I think this was the first chance for us to really get a chance to see how well it works and whether it's practical going forward. I'm going to uh, up my dose of Xanax and then we'll do that show. <laughs> Yes, yes. We know how you feel about those shows. Caleb, thank you. Oh, man, I got beat up today in the text thread. (laughs) Man, oh, man. Okay, bye, everybody.